Good morning, and it is morning here at the Clary Podcast, and it is a wonderful morning to do the podcast. I think we got like a heavy storm coming in. It's practically night out, 8.46 a.m. I've been up since 5 a.m. One of those days where, uh, days, nights, where you go to bed and then uh, all of a sudden you wake up and you're like, hey, it's 5 a.m. and I'm not going back to bed. So uh, I've been up for three and a half hours. Feel kind of like Ed Lattimore, you know, the morning people. He's the morning people. Ah, oh, the morning people. They exist. The morning people exist. <clears throat> and I only know that because it's a, it's once in a blue moon. The old captain just wakes up at 5 a.m. And um, fully refreshed. It's not like I didn't get bad sleep. Just You just wake up at 5 a.m. I'm like, oh, you better go do something. And uh, then I go to the gym. Which isn't too far away. And honest to God, there's more people at the gym at 5 a.m. than there is at 5 p.m. a lot of days. And I see that culture, that world, the morning people. And oh, yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're just like Ed Ladmore, despicably uh, superior. You know, they're all in good looking shape and they're all there. We're here at 5 a.m. We're getting things done. They are, they are. They're just the better people. They are. Because they wake up. <laughs> oh, there is thunder out there. Oh, it's a beautiful day to podcast. We got a thunderstorm coming in. All right, I knew it's it's just really dark, really dark. So, um, yeah, you see, you see the the morning people at the gym. You see the morning people. My my old man, he sees the other morning people. It's the old guys, the old guys. They always go to get coffee somewhere. Typically, McDonald's. Those are the different morning people. Those are the old morning people. The old morning people get coffee. The young, virile, Ed Lattimore types, they wake up and go to the gym, and then they write a, a, a book, and they come up with a new cryptocurrency all before 7 a.m. And they are. They just, they just, you look at them like, ugh, you eat broccoli. I eat broccoli too, but I, I they eat broccoli at a whole new level that I've never eaten broccoli yet. And they have their spinach, and they eat their fish, and then they and then they go, they run. Mar- they're the type to run marathons. That's who they are. Yeah, it's those people. Yeah, those people. All smug, unconsciously smug. And then you get to talk to them, and they're really nice guys, really nice people. You're like, ah, I can't eat that. Those are the worst type of people, the ones that you want to hate, but you can't hate because on top of all their hateable values, they're nice people on top of it. Like, ah, oh, Jesus. You just remind me of my inferiority. That's why you don't work out in the morning. You don't want to. You don't want to work out with the morning people. Don't want to work out with the morning people. They remind you as to how inferior you are. It's like, ah, oh, look, we do this every day. You just happen to wake up statistically freakishly odd early. So I did wake up. I did not go to the gym. I did not. Friday is the Clary Podcast day. Tuesday is the Older Brother Podcast. And Mondays, I write regular good posts. And I'm kind of settling into that routine. I would like to write good quality posts on Wednesdays and Thursdays, but the it's just getting away from me, guys. It's just getting away from me. Although, although, the old captain has caught up. Let it be known that July of 2018 was a very, very, very bad month for the old captain. You guys know all the different wars I was fighting between 
basement flooding and drying out carpets and demolding everything and I repaired a toilet and there were bees we fought the bees we fought the scorpions there was many many multi front war going on in the world of Cappy and then the water main broke which further concludes I should go to church because there is a god and he's a dick because this was not st- this is not statistically possible this meant many bad things happening in one shot was not statistically possible by coincidence there is a conscious being. He's a prick. He gets a joke out of torturing people. Ah, let's see what's happening here. <laughs> Plague. Hey. But I have to I have to thank the uh, God Almighty. It is the most wonderful. I wish I could show it. I wish I could show it. Um there's a thunderstorm rolling in. It's almost pitch black out. Well, not pitch black out, but very gray. Um I don't like the morning sun. Oh, I don't like the morning sun. Let me tell you the story about why the old captain. Every once in a while when you're young, when you're young, Chris like, let's go watch the sunrise. Would it be wonderful to see the sun? No. I, it's not wonderful to see the sunrise because I saw it for like, oh God, more than 100 times. I had to do what, Back in the day, we had what was called zone patrol. That was like your probation period back in the uh, police department, campus security, U of M. And uh, I was to see if you'd wash out or not. And you started at 9 p.m. and you went to 5 a.m., which is the most fucked up schedule. I'd be surprised if they still have it. And uh, during summer, you'd see that damn sun. It'd be so far in the northern sky. Wow, big storm coming in. You can hear the thunder. And it would go off to the northwest horizon. And then it'd be gone for about three or four hours. And then I can handle light. I can handle dark. I can't handle the twilight. I can't handle the in-between. And then sure enough, it it wasn't gray. It would start to turn dark blue. And then you knew the sun was coming up. And I've seen enough sunrises and it was associated with such bad shit being tired, being sleepy, starving, <laughs> sleep deprivation, exhaustion, cold. Well, that was winter time. Winter, at least when you went, that was the one better thing of winters. Like when your shift ended at 5 a.m., you just go to bed. It was still dark out. It'd stay dark till 9. But then you see that damn sunrise. And so then in your 20s, you know, when you still got energy and you you want to go. And you'll stay up. You'll stay up late. The girl just wants to be held. She wants to be held. She wants to talk about things and feelings and stuff. Oh, my God. I just want to. I want to be held. And you just want your dick wet. And you'll, um, you'll stay up. <laughs> You're a fool. You're a moron. You'll stay up. Because you think, well, maybe if I put my hand this way. As opposed to the other thousand permutations and angles and arc seconds that I've tried to put my hand underneath the bra. Maybe now she'll suck my dick. Hey, at 4.43 a.m., she wasn't going to suck my dick. But at 4.45 a.m., she might suck my dick. And uh, and then the sun comes up. She's like, isn't it beautiful? And then that was beat out of me very early. So by the age of 21, 22... Do you want to stay up and watch the sunrise? Fuck you. Fuck you. 
Get the fuck out of here. No. No, I don't ever want to see the sunrise. Don't ever. You'd be out partying late at night, you know. All of a sudden, 3 a.m. comes. Hey, you want to stay up till the sunrise? No, I don't want to stay up till the sun rises. I don't want to see those zombie superior Ed Lattimore people arise from their graves and come to the gym before the sun is out. I don't want to see the sunrise. I don't. And that's you morning people. You morning people. I, I guess there's a... There must be a an appeal. There must be an appeal to the sun rising, to you morning people. I know... Uh, the GF and a buddy of mine, they would always go grab uh, breakfast at 5 a.m. at this uh, diner that would open at, like, I think 4. And they get breakfast. And that was their thing. That was their stuff. They like waking up. My stepdad, my stepdad, uh, ex-military, he always woke up. God almighty, he entered the military at 18, left when he was 312 years old. I mean, all he did was wait. He wakes up at, I think, 4.30. Goes to bed at 7, wakes up at 4.30 all the time. There is an appeal, no doubt about it. And um, all the superior people, and of course Ed Lattimore, I'm sure there is this, you wake up and you're excited about life, let's get to it, let's hurrah, hurrah, let's go. I do that, it's just I start five hours later at 10 a.m. when I'm fully rested, when I wake up naturally, which today happened to be at 5 a.m. I was one of you people. I was one of the morning zombies. I was one of the... Let's watch the sunrise. And I did feel like putting a bullet in my head. But a lot of that has to do with it's raining out. We got a thunderstorm. You know those nice days where it's just... See, rain forgives. Rain forgives. Blizzards forgives. When it's raining out, you can't do nothing outside. You can't go run. You can't go work the fields. Blizzard out, you can't go toil in the fields. You can't farm. You can't plow. It just makes you feel cozy and nice inside. And it is raining outside. It's. I look at the radar, but I don't want to know when it ends. That's the problem nowadays. You can look at the radar. Oh, it's going to end in about 10 minutes. It's going to end in an hour. Oh, look, it's going to rain all day. When you were a kid in the 80s, back in the 80s, when Ronald Reagan was around, it would just rain. You'd be in school, it's like, ah, might as well be in school, can't go out and play, it's raining. It rain all day. Hop on the bus, it rain on the bus. It's wonderful. It gives you permission, like, yeah, you could stay inside. Because you can't be outside. There's no way you could be outside doing anything productive. So now you got some time off. Now you got the day off. Go play your video games. Go do your podcast. Is my audio quality? No, audio is still good. Audio is still good. So the problem with these Blue Yeti mics is um, they lose their recording ability after three or four recordings. Chris Beckloff should know this because his recording audio has gone down. And you have to reinstall the software. So I reinstalled it. And... Uh, now the audio quality looks good. So anyway, it is the Clary Podcast. I hope you guys are doing well. Uh, there's nothing really to report. Um, I got some notes here. That's the to-do list. Where did the... Uh, here's the podcast file. I got stuff to talk about. I got stuff. Maybe we'll do some... 
Eh, let's get the sponsors out of the way. We'll do that. InvisibleHandFashion.com. Check out uh, those guys. Born out of frustration from the inability of idiotic workers in a large leftist shithole to understand basic logic, Invisible Hand Fashion serves up cold hard facts in both snarky and fuddle, uh, subtle forms. You can find that all on, like, shirts. The coffee mug I love to death where it shows all the different uniforms of professions. Cop, cop uniform, doctor, got the lab coat going on. And then it shows a green smock. Smock. Great word, smock. Green smock. Apron. For those of you in the liberal arts, because that's all you're going to do is you're going to serve us. You're going to serve us. That's got a really gnaw at those faux intellectuals. Do you remember back in high school? There was those people. And they were very pronounced when I went to college back at the University of Minnesota in the 90s. They are very pronounced. I don't know if they exist now. Probably everyone's like this way. But there was this intellectual class. And I don't mean school class. I mean caste system. Like a class of people. And they thought themselves so smart. So intellectual. These are the types that would solve the world's problems late at night, talking in the dorm rooms. They came in. Like, if everything was free, we just printed off more money. Like, that was the level of intelligence. Let's just print off more money. That was the level. And they, they solved all the world's problems. But they all were majoring in worthless shit. And to come into, and there was, there was this definite class of Minnesotans. They came from the prissy white suburbs of Eden Prairie and Edina and Egan and other suburbs that begin with vowels and Wyzay and Maple Grove. And they thought they were just going to figure it out. And they were so smart and so intelligent. They were like proto-millennials. And they had everything paid for, remember, because they were well-fed. None of them were. None of them had bags under their eyes at the age of nineteen. They were all all bought and paid for, and they thought they knew everything. These are the idiots that would sleep in boxes to solve poverty. You know, like at, late at night they'd go, "We're gonna go sleep in boxes outside to raise awareness." This is before raising awareness had a term. They were just like, "Hey, we're idiots who have everything paid for." We're majoring in worthless shit, and we're going to go sleep out at night when it's 10 below zero in a box. And none of them would make it that long. None of them. None of them. They'd all be like, fuck this. I'm going back in where it's warm because mommy and daddy were paying for it. And to have all that expectations and self-aggrandizement, and at the end, all you did, all you, all you ended up doing was slinging coffee at the end of it. I know, my my neighbor at the dorms. This is a sad, tragic story. Two sad, tragic stories. A girl I dated back in high school, she was the valedictorian or the salutatorian? She was one of the top two. Brilliant, very intelligent. Pissed away her college education on a child psychology degree. And then my uh, neighbor in the dorms, my freshman year, brilliant. These Both people were brilliant, geniuses. No doubt about it. And I think he was majoring in sociology or political science or something like that. And he was with the college Democrats. And he was one of the idiots that went out and slept in the box. 
And to have that intellectual capacity, true raw talent, raw ability, definitely high IQ, to just piss it away on worthless liberal arts shit. And I never, I never knew what happened to either of them. I can't remember the other guy's name. I remember the gal, gal's name I dated, which was rare. Um, I hope they changed career paths. I hope they did something productive with their lives. But I didn't know at the time, oh, a degree is a good degree. Okay, I like economics. I think I'll be good as an economist. <laughs> at least I adjusted a little bit. Oh, finance is a little more practical. Okay, I'll do finance. It's like economics, but with accounting. It's still not good enough. <laughs> Those guys. Oh, my God. I can't imagine what it's like to have an IQ of 150, piss it away on a liberal arts degree, and now you're slinging coffee. I wish I could find that guy. He was probably smart enough. He probably got into politics and is bought and paid for. He's one of the Betsy Hodges. He's one of the Mark Daytons. He's one of the Dean Phillips. He's got enough money, enough parental support. He wasn't starving. That much is true. He wasn't starving. He could afford to sleep in a box. I, on the other hand, had to work up money. <laughs> but still... For that class of people, the class of spoiled Twin Cities suburbanites from the 90s. It's a Barbie world. I'm a Barbie girl. Those people. And just just to see them think so intellectually of themselves, that we're going to solve the world's problems. They thought they had the answers, and then they got into the real. You thought I had a rude awakening. You thought I had a rude awakening. At least I had a quasi-employable degree. At least there was an industry I could go work in. Those guys splat, splat right up against the wall. And to have the, 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 the sanctimonious attitudes they had about how smart they were and how they were going to have... And then it's like, hey, you're slinging coffee. Hey, you're a waiter. And you saw this. You saw this. Now, a lot of you, well, most of you, matter of fact, have never been to the Twin Cities, but every major metropolitan area has their, I'd say, uptown, but kind of dingy, not grungy, but... It's where the cool kids, the up and coming is. You could see it's it's the place that after the university system has raped you for all of your money, you've signed away on the student loans. This is the commune. This is the community you're dumped in. You're dumped into this 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 area. Now there's a lot of youth. There's a lot of innovation. There's a lot of creativity. So coffee shops and artist uh, artisanal, artisan, artisan, artisanal. Creativity. I'll grant it that much. I'll grant it that much. The raw talent is all dumped out. The, out of a thousand liberal arts majors, one or two of you actually has some talent. Actually, you do. <laughs> Quite literally, less than 1%. I'm saying two-tenths of 1% of you actually are talented. And so that's where the culture goes, and that's where the stores open. And oh, they're doing blowing glass, and we do this, and we do that. You know, trinket shops and all that. But every town's got that. Seattle's got it. Chicago's got it. There's that hipster, and I don't mean that in the pejorative sense. I mean it in the original sense. Like they were the, That's where they went. But they'd flail. They flailed. That was the wandering in the desert part. That's where they wandered in the desert. They weren't making any progress on paying off their student loans. 
things were turning out the way they wanted. They started doing poetry slams. Hey, me and my buddy are going to open up a coffee shop, even though a billion people did it before us. But this time we're different because, what was it? Ow. Bites. Bites. Remember Bites? I talked about it a couple times before on the podcast. Bites! We're going to pay a living wage. There was this, yeah, I'll pull it up. Hang on, we can find it here. What was great about this is how the media, the Star Tribune and the Pioneer Press, the two, uh, the two leftist propagandist pieces, and that's what they are. Bites. Minneapolis closes. They uh, were all celebrating. If you search Bites Minneapolis, you'll see the vast majority of articles are about how they are opening up and they're paying a living wage. Bite, geeky, living wage. City pages right here. I even put closed. (laughs) And it's all about the opening and how they're so forward. Wait, their website's still up? Website's still up. Look at that. Even though they're not supposed to be open, even though they closed. All the articles are about them opening. None of them are about them closing. Yeah, so here is October 28th. Bite, geeky, living wage paying Minneapolis restaurant is closing this month. So it employs no people now. That's the world. That's the desert that liberal arts graduates are dumped into. Bite open today. This is Reddit. One year ago. Boy, it didn't even last a year. Super excited about this place downtown that is all about geek culture. You mean you fake geeks who aren't really intelligent? You just claim to be geeks? You all put on your thick rim glasses and claim to be geeky because it's easier to be geeky, you know, fashionably than it is intelligently? Geek culture and promoting social justice via paying all of their workers an actual living wage. Kind of pathetic that paying your employees a living wage amounts to social justice. But I guess that's the reality of the restaurant industry these days. Or math. Or economics. Or reality. Uh, Who is this? Posted by Invisible Rings. Uh, not Not to delve into the world of Reddit, but... Oh, another. This this epitomizes my point. This epitomizes my point. Where do the liberal arts majors go? They go and they wander in the desert, and they all basically suck each other's dick like this. Oh my God, we're raising awareness. This is social justice. Oh my God, we're paying a living wage. You go at that at that. I was there over the weekend for their soft opening. The space was pretty rad. Was it rad, dude? Was it rad? The food was amazing. Amazing! Kind of like all your girlfriends are amazing. The girlfriends that you have that you're never going to see again in about three years because they're all cunts by that time. She's just such a flick. And the staff seemed to be genuinely excited to be there for you like the eight months it was open, right? I love how leftists are all about sustainability only when it applies to economics, when it applies to environmentalism. But then when it applies to economics, fuck that shit. Oh, I forgot where it was. Oh, 
yeah, so this is the world that they go and they wander in the desert. And life slowly kicks their ass. They have such delusional expectations of their grandiosity. It takes a while for the waves of life slowly erode at this strong foundation that was built by their parents and their teachers and their guidance counselors and the media and the politicians and their professors. It slowly erodes it away like a slow cancer, an undetectable but their cancer, slowly eroding away at your delusional expectations of life. And then you find out you've built your castle on sand and you're 45 and then you finally wake up. Finally wake up. As if you do wake up. I wonder when is the waking up here? See, I, that's why I got I to start studying my own generation. Because I think the millennials had so much indoctrination and brainwashing. You, you could talk to a, well, what's the oldest millennial, 34 now, maybe? Is that mid-30s? Beckloff's in his mid-30s. I guess he's a millennial. Yeah, he's a millennial. I guess there's a generational divide. Based on video game consoles, there's definitely a vid- there's a generational divide. I think that's how we should measure it. Hey, you play Atari? Was that your first thing? You're a Gen Xer. Did you play Super Nintendo? Was that your first thing? You're a, a millennial. Xbox uh, 360? Is that your first thing? All right, you're a Gen Zer. Where was I going? Oh, the age of waking up, like when you actually, when your expectations are in line with reality, it's got to be your 40s. Millennials, I think they're going to be in their 50s. All I heck, and it's individual basis, of course, too. I have clients and people and students whose expectations of life, they're baby boomers, and their expectations of life are so far warped and removed from reality it's it's just not going to happen. It's like, well, you're gonna you're gonna die poor and delusional and angry and pissed off. I don't know if the poverty and the hunger is going to be more painful than the mental pain you have right now because you're so delusional. But there's got to be that point in time where you realize, oh, I was lied to and I was a dipshit. I gotta imagine that's like you know by about the age of forty when you realize things aren't going to go your way. To me, it happened at 25. It happened to me at 25. I had my rude awakening at 25 when I realized I was teaching class economics. And the rude awakening was when I realized just because they're good looking doesn't mean I wanted to date them. And then I realized, holy crap, this is the selection. This is what I get to choose from. This is it. Like there's not that cool, super high IQ, intelligent, good looking STEM girl who can fire an AR-15. That just doesn't exist. The redoubling or the reconfirmation was when I was 30 and I predicted the housing bubble and the, not my boss, a guy who tried to be my boss and I summarily told him to shut the fuck up, uh, the guy after hounding me and hounding me and hounding me to analyze these financial statements of this crook, basically, told me not to do it anymore because the FBI was investigating that was the other confirmation. I'm like, holy shit. Not only are what I was chasing after my entire life, women, because that's what men do, but the entire system that I work for is manned and operated and staffed and led by incompetent fucks. That was the awakening. And thankfully, I learned very early on. 
You can figure that out by the age of 30. Intuit, not just me telling you, but you see it. Like you, You're like Neo in the Matrix, and all of a sudden you see the bits and the bytes and the ones and the zeros, and you can beat Agent Smith. That's what I'm talking about. When you get to that granular level, the cellular level of reality, you're like, whoa, that's how it works out. It's depressing, uh, depressing, crushingly depressing, but you figure it out. You get to that level, you got a shot at having a good life because two-thirds of your life is still ahead of you, or at least 60%. You're the average sheep. You're still 45, and you still got student loan debts. Heck, I know a buddy of mine, God bless her, highly successful, but then it makes you question, highly successful. And at the age of 52... Sends out a notice that she finally paid off her her, her law her law degree, <laughs> her law her law student loans. <laughs> and I I just look I, I'm like what huh huh delusional. That's a friend of mine. That's one of the more stable ones. I can only imagine. Maybe now I'm forty three. My next door neighbor was 43. The girl I was dating now is 42. Maybe they're finally waking up. Maybe they've got around. Maybe like, oh, hey, wait a minute. Listening to Kurt Cocaine isn't going to solve my problem. Oh, wait, there's really no interior message to all that 90s music. Hey, attending concerts is stupid because you can listen to the music a lot better and a lot cheaper for free with much higher audio quality online now. I think that was that was another little sand on the uh, balance of life, the scales of life, as to like, oh yeah, people are idiots. I had to work a gig. Um, it was for the Metallica concert. I was working security at a hotel, and um, people my age, you know, Metallica. You remember the hair band? Remember that? All those guys and the girls, they wore their jean jackets, and everything. remember that. Of course, most of you don't because you're younger. But anyway, Generation X was just as stupid as the Millennials. Don't, I know we slam on the Millennials, but trust you me, Generation X was just as stupid. And Metallica dragged their 50-year-old corpses out, <clears throat> and they're going on tour again, which I 100% agree upon. 100% agree. Just like the Rolling Stones. The Rolling Stones were really popular in the 60s. Now the baby boomers have a ton of money, and they will pay $200 a seat to go see uh, the Rolling Stones, uh, not Bette Midler. Who's the communist version of her? The way they were. The way they were. The fat, ugly Jewish gal. Um, not Bette Midler. I like Bette Midler. Who was the other one? Whatever. Uh, they'll pay $200 a seat to go see him. Metallica, Gen Xers got a little bit of money now. We're slowly taking over. Enough baby boomers are dying with their their knuckles clinched to their jobs. And so now the, the Gen X, let's go watch oh, Guns N' Roses, Metallica. And they wore their death metal shirts with decayed corpses on the thing. That was really cool, Iron Maiden shirts. Look that up. Look up Iron Maiden shirts. If you want to see the true stupidity of Generation X, look up, do an image search of Iron Maiden shirts. And that's what the cool kids wore. They were skaters, man. They listened to Slayer. And Death White or White Shark or Death Wish or whatever the fuck these worthless fucking bands were. And so there it was. 
I think this, the, the, the U.S. Bank Stadium sold out. New stadium we got paid for by the taxpayer so the Vikings can never win a Super Bowl. And then Metallica was playing. And the hotel I was at, they had to have security because they were worried that there might be, you know, late night drinking and fights and things like that. Standard expected. <laughs> Concert started, I think, six. Buses started heading out at about five. All of a sudden, it's like 10, maybe nine. Buses start coming back. And here's all these Gen Xers with their, their jean jackets, their Metallica. And they got pizzas. And they got some beers. And they all went up to the rooms and they all fell asleep. <laughs> it was, you could tell they were too old. They were too old. They couldn't keep it up anymore. There were, and there was no, I mean, I was thinking like, oh, these are the heavy. Oh, they start drinking. I was expecting like more to come in like, you know, around 1 or 2 a.m. Nothing. After 1030, nothing happened. It was quiet. It was the quietest night I've ever had where it not an incident, not one thing. They all went to bed like old people. Dude, man, but we rocked it hard, man. That's it. They were excited. They got to see Metallica. They got to relive it like it was 1988 again. (laughs) I don't think they, I think that maybe a lot, well, they probably didn't have student loans. They probably switched that out because in in Gen X days, even though college was expensive, it was nowhere near as ass rapey as the tuition prices are nowadays but you millennials and gen zers will pay whatever price because you can't put a price on education but they've swapped out now they all got different types they got mcmortgage mcmansion debt they got car loan debt they have credit card debt because they gotta get their sleds they gotta get their motorcycles do a little bit more sponsors here Oh, that was all off of InvisibleHandFashion.com. We got other places you guys can go. You go Patreon.com slash Aaron Cleary. Academic Composition, if you guys are looking to have someone write your papers for you or you're looking to write papers for other people and be compensated for it, may I suggest checking out AcademicComposition.com. Our good friend Alex runs a good shop over there. Uh, so if you want to have somebody write your papers for you because why should you write a paper that has nothing to do with your degree about uh, evil right-wing white male penis studies. Um, you can write papers for them or have papers written for you. One you pay, the other you get paid. Go to academiccomposition.com. Contact Alex and let him know that the captain sent you. He also has marketing uh, gigs that he's usually hiring for. Do not expect this to be rewarding work. You literally are just writing Marxist leftist propaganda pieces for the schools. That's it. You are t- so don't, oh man. I've had people like, oh, you know, the job sucks, man. It's just, it's like, what did you think it was going to be? Fun? We have my Amazon affiliate program. You can go to captaincapitalism.blogspot.com. Click on the Amazon banner. It's off to the right. Um, it's got a little shopping cart. It's there. Don't say it's not there. It is there. You can click on that. Uh, visit orionscoldfire.com. Uh, he's got a little blog going on, much like uh, my my site, CaptainCapitalism.blogspot.com. But he also has a lot of pictures. His photography is why I like his site in particular. Um, he's been to many places I have out west and throughout the United States. I think he's been to Banff and Jasper as well. Uh, but check out his site. It's it's very interesting with the pictures of Ryan'sColdFire.com. 
Bozeman's.com. So, guys looking for shoes? Go to Bozeman's.com. Um, he had this half off uh, promotion, but I think he sold out of his inventory. But check out Bozeman's.com. Bozeman's, spelled the way it sounds. Uh, like Boise, Idaho, but Boisman's, not boys, Bozeman's, no I, Bozeman's.com. He's got shoes for you gentlemen. I think ladies, does he have it? Let's take a look. I thought it was only guys. Bozeman's. I think it's only men's fashion. Oh, no, he's got women's shoes too. Kids shoes. Look at this. Half off sale apparel. Look at that. He's got everything. A lot of Nike stuff. Women's designer sneakers. All right, so he's got girl stuff. Wow, this is high end. Yeah, if you're looking for uh, Nike and the high end sneakers, this is it. Who's outside now? Well, let's see what else we got for sponsors. We did Bozeman's. And please do visit. I mean, really, you know, go visit them and say, hey, you know, I didn't buy anything, but Clary sent me xyz.net.au that's the australian version for you aussies out there we do have some listeners we have a contingent of australian listeners a lot of australian clients last year don't know why that was maybe i gotta go run some more ads on xyz.net.au but while i run ads why don't you guys check out the site over at xyz.net.au the aussies the adam pickets of the world you guys know that it got that gay guy over in holland or the netherlands or Belgium, whatever, North Germany. Those countries that constantly got ran over when Germany wanted to invade France. Yeah, those guys. Actually, I should probably look that up. Where is he? Is he in Holland? I always forget. All right, let's take a look here. Map of, nah, let's just look up. Berlin. Germany. Okay, there's Berlin. Oh, look at that. That looks like a nightmare to drive. Oof. The traffic the Russians must have ran into when they tried to invade that place. All right, let's try and get over here. There's Hamburg. Oh, straight to the... Oh, is Berlin that far north? I did not know Berlin was that far north. Okay, there's the Netherlands. There's Belgium. Wait a minute. No way. Oh, the map's doing that thing. Google Maps is now doing more of the globe. Like if you move it, the globe, it, it's its showing a sphere. It's not showing true north. But based on this map, hang on, let me zoom out. Yeah, yeah, this is all screwed up. This is all screwed up. I didn't, ah, why is it doing that? I don't want it to do that. God damn it. It looks like on the map, uh, Berlin is to the north of London. Why is it doing this? What fucking nerd over at Google decided this would be a good thing? I'm going to prove to my bosses I came up with a new thing that nobody ever wanted. Like the start and stop ignition. That's a billion dollar idea I have right there. The, uh cars with the stop start ignition that nobody asked for i'm going to start a company that deprograms that i'm going to switch out the old starter we're going to put in new ones that just start and stop normally 
It's just half a second. You know, I'm a woman and I decided that, you know, I think it's good for the environment. So I'm going to inconvenience and annoy. It's just nagging. That's what it is. That's what those start-stop ignitions are. It's nagging. It's nagging from the environmentalist. Nobody ever wanted it. Nobody ever asked for it. Berlin, 90 degrees right now. Woo, it's warm over there. All right, where the hell is Adam? He's not in Belgium. I know that. He's not in Denmark. I know that. Is he in the Netherlands? Eindhoven, Eindhoven. Is the Netherlands Holland? I knew that at one time. Hang on, let's look this up. You guys are just as curious as I am. Don't act like you know any better. You all view it as North Germany. Is the Netherlands Holland? Right there, one of the first things. The difference between Holland and the Netherlands explained. Netherlands, a country in Northwest Europe, is known for a flat landscape of canals, tulip fields, windmills, and cycling routes. Amsterdam, the capital, is home to the Rijks Museum, Van Gogh. Just tell me the difference between... Are Holland and Netherlands the same thing? These people are Dutch. They speak Dutch. There is no country called Holland, but there are provinces of North and South Holland. The Netherlands is part of the kingdom of the same name. This is as confusing as the United Kingdom. There's like England, there's Britain, there's the United Kingdom, and then there's Ireland. Fucking Europeans. Whatever. Check out my buddy uh, Adam Pickett's site, Pushing Rubber Downhill. He has a must-read book. Not a great book. It's a must-read called Pushing Rubber Downhill. Um, I put it on the must-read list on my resources over at olderbrother.com. The list of which is incomplete. If your book or podcast or website is not up there, any of you uh, professional red pillar types out there uh do not be offended please email me if you'd like your site to be put up there i put it up there i gotta put up uh paul elam's site um not uh what is his site a voice for men he's got that but then he's got a, another one called an ear for men i say hey i'd like to advertise on on your your show and Ear for Men is actually really good. Paul has put together some really good stuff. I know some of you people may have reservations about him with the men's rights activism or whatever else. And whatever negative publicity that may have gotten, that doesn't change the fact that Paul has put together some really good stuff. I'm like, oh, I'd like to advertise that. Oh, do you want to go on Voice for Men? It's like, no, I don't want to go on Voice. I want, I want an Ear for Men. But akin to that, that level of insight, uh, a, a must-read is... Pushing Rubber Downhill by Adam Piggott. You can also go to his website, which is Pushing Rubber Downhill. Link to his article. Let's pull that up. It was a good article. Pushing Rubber Downhill. Yeah, it's... you want Okay, here's a perfect example of the article that you can expect to receive from Mr. Piggott. Men are attracted to youth and beauty, not careers and power. I don't even have to read the article um, because the title says it all, but it's just, it's sad. But if you want to make a living, you just speak the truth. There are so few men that have the balls to speak the truth uh, because if you do, you're basically unemployable. Okay, I I understand. All right, let, let me rephrase that. 
If you dare speak the truth in today's world, you are largely unemployable by 80% of the employers out there. Certainly your Fortune 500, your Fortune 100, cookie-cutter, mass-produced, cog-machine type of entities. Uh, but you don't want to be. And if you're willing to take the, the risk, you're willing to have the courage to simply speak the truth about anything at all, any topic, you will immediately get loyalty from groups of people, readers, followers, whatever, friends, whatever. They may not like you personally. I have met many female friends this way. They were originally insulted and hated my guts. But in the end, they came to respect me. We're very good friends now. Very good friends. In the olden days, maybe a little bit more than friends. But uh, if you want immediate respect, one of the easiest things you can do is simply speak the truth. And just admit the fact that you're just pointing out the emperor has no clothes and everyone will shun you. And most of leftist society and established media and academia and public education, pretty much everybody will shun you and ostracize you. But if you're willing to do that, you will get respect. You will command respect. You can even make money off of it. And by God, you have some sanity. That's the other thing. Oh my God, the benefits of having sanity in this crazy world. No, I don't like fat chicks. Fuck you. No, big is not beautiful. No, tattoos are not beautiful. You're ugly. You're hideous. Go the fuck away. Minorities should stop having more kids than they can afford. And by the way, white people in Wyoming and Wisconsin should stop having more kids than they can afford. (gasps) (gasps) Millennial pussy males should work out more, eat some more meat, And stop being soy boys over in the Silicon Valley. What else is offending and insulting but is true? The liberal arts isn't a real degree. You're not smart if you have a degree in the liberal arts. You could be smart consequently with a degree in the liberal arts. Feminism is truly an angry, disgusting mental illness. Most mental illnesses are faked and you're doing that just to get attention because you're attention whores, you don't want to work hard, thus insulting those that do actually have a genuine mental illness. Same thing with rape. All you girls claiming you're sexually assaulted and you're raped, you're not really. And the true victims of that crying wolf are the women who do actually suffer from, you know. We could go on with more of that, but you you guys don't care. You care more about your feelings and Virtue signaling and pointing out that the emperor has clothes, no matter how many victims there are that get slaughtered by reality. Anyway, so if you'd like to read reality and have a little anchor in reality, may I recommend Pushing Rubber Downhill? Most recent article of which men are attracted to youth and beauty, not careers and power. The continuing disaster that plagues so-called educated women. I love how he puts it in quotes, educated, because unless you girls have a degree in STEM, you're not educated. Is a discernible and disturbing lack of any man willing to put up with their shit. A new study supposedly proves that those of us in the manosphere have known for quite some time, career women find shortage of eligible men in the marriage market. It's paywalled, so I'll link to the good bits. They outnumber men at university, which is not a good thing. 
Most college, uh, college educations and degrees, college is a money-losing proposition now, but let's not bother you with math realities and facts and statistics. You girls just want to follow your heart and the money will follow, especially when the government will force taxpayers to create jobs for you. They outnumber men at university, but a generation of high-flying women are now grappling with an unwelcome outcome. It's hard to find eligible men whom they consider to be good marriage material. And what qualifies, may I ask, is good marriage material? What qualifies? What qualifies? What do you suppose qualifies as good men? I will grant you women, you want to date and marry a guy who's taller than you. I got that. I understand. It's genetics. Men don't want to date fat women. We don't want to sleep with fat women. It... The short male is like the fat woman. I'm going to be intellectually honest and say, good, I'll grant you that one. If you're not physically attracted to the man, you're not physically attracted to the man, let's operate from this founding principle of truth and reality. So what does constitute a good man? The problem is not so much the men's lack of commitment or poor relationship skills. Oh, so we're doing good. But the shortage of men with degrees and higher incomes, according to the new study. I thought you girls were independent, don't need no man, fish, bicycle, trademark. It gets so tiring after a while. It gets so mockable. This is where I, I, I appreciate... I'm not lining up to suck the dick of Matt Forney, but I got to point out to the man that he goes a different route. He has his site, uh, Terror House Magazine. I think it's Terror House Magazine. TerrorHouseMag.com. Check it out. Matt Forney Terror House. You'll find it. He, he realized there is no point in beating this dead horse, and that's what Western women have become. They have become a dead horse. You're not going to convince them. You're not going to undo the three decades of brainwashing they received from kindergarten to 35 with all that investment and all that time, effort, and energy and all the feminist leftist indoctrination about how their career, they themselves are the most important thing in the world, which is a very boring and lonely and sucky life. Never mind it goes against their biology. Never mind work sucks. I don't know what, how, that's the most brilliant thing ever feminism and leftists ever convinced women was to like go to the workforce. That was amazing. I have to applaud you. That That is on par with getting all those dipshits down in Silicon Valley and San Francisco and San Jose to suffer commutes like you do and to pay 60% taxes. That's just amazing. I, I applaud the social engineers of socialism. You made communism work in some micro-environments. You did. But you girls, the the hypocrisy where it's like, we want equality and we're going to go based off of merit and meritocracy and equality. And so the guy makes a little bit less than you and doesn't have a degree. Or more often the case, he makes more than you without a degree because he's a plumber and you're a social worker. He actually does something to help society. You don't. I help society. No, you don't. You don't. And now for all you high-flying women with your degrees, how can you, how, is that a thing? Is that really, because I guess I gotta, I gotta trust the study. Is that a thing that you, you care how much the guy makes? After all this bullshit, 
after all this independence and this and this intelligence, I guess that's what it is this intellectual honesty, this meritocracy. It's what's the core, what's the soul of an individual. That's how I judge people. You know, I don't. Oh, are you a black guy? Well, okay, there may be some connotations or assumptions, but I'm going to judge you based on your individuality. God Almighty, I'd lose some really great friends if I did otherwise. But here you women come along and like, well, he doesn't have a degree. Well, what about the man? He doesn't make more than me. What about the man? What about the individual? What about the soul? Oh, I guess it is made of plastic and it's fantastic. You just need the six-inch dick, the six-feet-tall, the six-figure income. I mean, it's a thing to you. It's a thing. Is that it? Because love's not possible if you're looking for a checklist. It isn't. This is, this, is, this is so telling, so telling what Adam highlights here. You girls got a goddamn checklist and you won't fall in love. I mean, I, there's standards. Not a drug addict. Not a criminal. Employed. I get that. But he doesn't make as much as you. Does he support himself? Is he a parasite? That would be the only real question right there. Because there's a moral statement there. There's a moral ramification. He doesn't have a degree. Are you joking me? Are you kidding? <laughs> and, and two, two-thirds. Last I checked, 65% of you girls major in worthless shit anyway. What the fuck does your degree mean anything? I don't care if you have a doctorate, whatever liberal arts bullshit. The guy with a two-year uh, uh, diploma with his uh, uh, ASE uh, GM mechanic certification has more value and legitimacy in today's society than you do with your worthless, shitty piece of sheepskin from go fuck yourself you. And maybe men can articulate it as clearly as I am right now, like you're looking for a checklist and not looking for a man. But intuitively, they know to run the other way. I always get a kick out of how women are not ready to get married. It's like, yeah, last I checked, men are the ones that propose. That is solidly the domain and market of men. And people keep getting married later and later. I think the average age for a guy is 33 now. I mean, guys don't have to worry about that. But if you girls are like 31, 32, 30, 29, you got a couple years left for, for breeding. I read an article and the woman had a child at 67. I'm sure she did, sweetheart. Please roll the dice with the Down syndrome children. Please. It'd be like roulette. Or blackjack. It'll be Down Syndrome Kid. It'll be a new game over in Las Vegas that you girls could just roll the dice. I read the statistics. Go, go. I don't, like I said, it's the Matt Forney. It's the leave it. It's the I'm done with it. Go, go. Do. You have chosen your path. And it's not even an issue of a path. It's your, your thoughts, your expectations, your philosophy. Your demands, your standards, the principles by which you lead your life. You demand a man that has more money, more education, and then six feet tall, six, 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 six. The irony. Well, 
Don't be surprised if you're an old spinster. And that that term is going to have a comeback, ladies. It is going to have a comeback. Don't be surprised if you're a spinster at 58 with your master's in public health administration and student loan debt and maybe a bastard kid who's a father. He's just an asshole. He's just such a jerk. And no 401k or IRA. It really is getting to the point where I mean I, I am. I have it on my on my to-do list. It's it's I did some strategic planning. Yeah, do strategic planning. Did some yesterday, sat at a coffee shop with the GF. And I have more ideas than I do life expectancy. So I had to organize and figure out and prioritize things. Okay, what, what needs to get done? What's mission critical? I did it and calculated it. And what I've concluded is that the best use of my time is to no longer tell the truth. Oh, I can make, I'll continue to make money. That's my daytime job. The daytime job is making money, you know. Bruce Wayne runs Wayne Enterprises. Aaron Clary runs Nice Truthful Asshole Consultant. We we give everybody the swift kick in the ass they deserve. You go assholeconsulting.com. <clears throat> but at night, da 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 Batman, I'm Batman. The, the next group of efforts, I got one book I'm going to write that will still be based on reality. The rest of them, simply because I'm going to die. I cannot leave this planet without at least trying this social experiment. I just got to see. I got to see it for myself. I got to climb this mountain myself. I got to see if lies sell better than truth, which I already know. I know. I know they do. But I want to live it. I want to live it myself. I have such spectacular lies as... As the Beckloff says, with he quotes the Cenobites or the Pinhead, we have such sights to show you. I have such lies to tell you. Predominantly in the female field because you girls, I'm sorry, terribly sorry, ladies. You are the biggest market for lies. You mindlessly vote for the Democrat Party because touchy-feely, wonderful vagina feels. Little people, my children, and nothing's too good for my children. Never mind how it's financed. I, but I just want to know. I got to figure it out for myself. And if there's a vengeance, if there's a victory over socialism and leftists and parasites, it's selling you the lies. Like, think of it this way. For all of you leftists, one or two that may be listening, who has caused you the most damage in your life? I mean, if we're going to... I know no one's listening who's on the left, but for those of us on the right, let us look at people on the left. Who has caused them the most damage? If you look at today's anyone between 18, oh gosh, 58, 48, certainly 48, 18 to 48, let's call it that. The people that caused that three decades of two generations the most damage have been liberal professors. Liberal academians. They're the ones that made people overpay for a degree, lied to them about their employment prospects, and then taxed the ever-living shit out of them if they were lucky enough to get employed. 
And yet the left is so good, lies are so tempting, they're so sweet, that even though you've been ass-raped with a broken glass dildo, you guys still vote for it. You st- I mean, the black community, oh my God, talk about a, talk about a, a, a truly victim. And, and not in the modern day sense, but like in a, you know, Aaron Clary's like way avant-garde, vanguard intellectual sense. You want to talk about a true victim class? Look at the black community and the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party has destroyed at least three generations of, of, of blacks. And I'm not talking the Democrats who enslaved them in the South. I, I, I'm talking after, I'm talking from 1965 on. From the Great Society. The Democrats, Linda B. Johnson said it best, and I can't quote it because I don't want the Google censors getting on me. He says, those bleepers will be voting for us for the next hundred years. Because he sold you into a a, a new metaphorical nuevo slavery uh, for the handful of black people that are listening. Although you guys are probably on my team anyway, so you guys already know this. Here's some money. Vote for us. Don't, don't. Put your future in your own hands. Put it in the hands of the Democrat Party. And you'll forever be poor because the Democrat Party needs you. They need your vote and they need you to be poor. Because if you ever got rich, if you ever started paying Republican-level taxes, you guys would shuck the Democrat Party in half a second. Don't know why you haven't done it before because they haven't delivered jack-all shit to you except for poverty and death. But that's my point. People will go to the level of black poverty, incarceration rates, death, lower life expectancy, uh, uh, any metric, choose any metric, any metric of standard of living. Blacks are pretty much dead last, except if you take some Native Americans, American Indians uh, on the reservation, then there's some real dastardly poor poverty. But that's how sweet lies are. That's how not only powerful lies are, but how profitable they are. And if you girls wanna, you wanna pay, you wanna make the writer of uh, Fifty Shades of Grey a millionaire. You wanna make, you wanna elect Barack Obama. You wanna make him a millionaire. Okay, sweethearts. I'm going to tell you the biggest motherfucking lies you ever could imagine. Your vagina is going to get so wet, you can't wait. You will slice the throats of other women to get to the ATM to give me your fucking money. Because I don't care anymore. I tried to do the nice thing. I tried to do the moral thing. I tried to help out people. And you know what? God bless all of you that did listen. We got We got some Hispanics. We got some blacks. We got some poor people. We got women. You guys all listen to the truth. Cool. You know, you guys all, you, you know, you know. But rubes and yokels. Rubes and yokels. Ba-da-da-da-da. Rubes and yokels. Ba-da-da-da-da. Rubes and yokels. Ba-da-da-da-da. Get him into the tent. Ah. Sell it. Sell it. Take advantage of them. 
Every time you try and tell the truth, every time you try and make like a point, every time you try to advance the side, like, hey, whoa, 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 hey, fellow black dude. I'm not fellow black dude, but you are a fellow black dude. Uh, Democrat Party's fucking you over. You, you gotta, uh, you're a racist motherfucker. So, okay, well, you know what? Fuck you. Yeah, you're right. Whitey is fucking you over. Here, buy my book, take my class, pay $300 a credit, get the textbook that's $150, and learn about how oppressed you are from people that are oppressing you and ass raping you for $500 a credit. <laughs> but don't listen to that stupid motherfucker who says, yeah, maybe you ought to go become a mechanic or a plumber and make some fucking money. Maybe I'll join the military, have the military pay for you, and then you take an IQ test, you find out you got an IQ at 120, like, hey, maybe you're officer material, maybe you got yourself a lifelong career over in the military, black, Hispanic, white, Asian, or not, female or not. But by God, by golly, here comes big-titted Molly. I am done. Well, I'm not done. I mean, I'll I'll keep... To you guys, to you guys, you Hanyakers, you Yahoos, you damn right. I always tell you the truth. We always have asshole consulting. But the fuck if I'm spending the last third of my life trying to do what's right or moral, trying to point out reality. Forney is ahead of the game on this one, guys. Forney is ahead of the game. Disagreements and all that, even though he he's completely wrong about Gen Xers. Gen Xers is the superior race, obviously, of course. But he is right. There is no profit to be had. Well, there's some profit to be had in truth and reality, but there's no real profit to be had in truth and reality. Beating up this horse where you girls are bitching and whining but you can't find no man on six figures, six inch dick, six pack abs, six, six, six. Why, why, why? You girls have proven yourselves. Half the population who spends most of the money, by the way, you have proven to us you want to be lied to. You want lies. You're not going to pay for truth. You're not going to pay for reality. You want to pay for lies. Damn well near two-thirds of the economy as far as my rough back of napkins, fresh out of my ass calculations will assume, assuming consumer spending. I have to look at the NIPA accounts. Could come up with a more accurate figure. But this truth market is one one-hundredth the market of lies. And you girls have proven time and time again you want the lies you so want the lies you want the eat pray love you want the 50 shades of gray you want the merry Christmas. you want the merry Christmas too and by god ladies you better look out for me you'll never know you'll never know i'm gonna publish under a non-diplume uh fake name pen name but the lies are going to be so sweet, so so tantalizing, so purified sugar. You girls are going to pay for it. And you're not going to pay for it with money. Oh, you'll pay for it with money. But I, I even, perfect example. Perfect example. We did a segment a couple older brother podcasts ago. Sorry, I got a burp. It's coming. There we go. 
where I remember in the 90s, women moved to New York because they thought that they would have the sex in the city lifestyle. Women actually moved by the thousands. Apparently, I, I didn't think women were that stupid. Apparently, I had too high an estimation of women. Women actually moved to New York thinking they were going to have the sex in the city lifestyle. They even did an article. There was like no shame. There was no, uh, like, do you regret, like, hey, wasn't a dumbass move? They did a, let's celebrate the 20th anniversary of Sex in the City. And women were like, I moved here because I thought I'd be Rebecca or Tiffany or Tina or Amy or whatever the fuck their names were. But then I had a client. <laughs> he says, you got to come to Bali. I say, why do I got to come to Bali? He says, because there's a ton of women here. I said, well, why are there a ton of women there? It's like, I was thinking the Indonesian population. That's where all stupid, innocent, naive Cappy's mind went. Said, uh, what, is, is there a death? I mean, the, there's a tsunami that went through. Did all men die? What happened? Is there like a, what, are men dying in the mines? There's just a surplus of women. Oh, no. Oh, no. Eat, pray, love. Eat, pray, how long ago was that? Hang on, let me look this up. Eat, pray, love. When was Eat, pray, love come out? Eat, pray, love. At 2010, that was eight years ago. Eight years ago. He says, uh, all the Western women, there's a lot of Western women here because they saw the movie and read the book Eat, Pray, Love. I'm like, to the point there's that many women there, he's like, dude, it totally lopsides the favors. I, I, I was like, you got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me. Because I didn't know that Eat, Pray, Love took place in Bali. And he says, yep, all these uh, gals come from Western world and they just look up in the sky looking to be invigorated and inspired. And I was like, No. No, you have it. You, you you can't. He's like, nope. There are that many more women than men here. That fucking bleepity bleep of a lie of a movie. That vagina twatting piece. Convinced, I guess, tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands. I'd have to look at the population of Bali to throw. The uh, sex ratio between males and females into such an imbalance that there's an observable, disproportionately high percentage of women in that town, uh, area, region. And then the gal, I know, here comes the truth. And Again, ladies, I'm not going to tell you this part. This won't be part of the, the movie or the show or the book that I'm going to write. That gal ended up becoming a lesbian and staying with her partner. She divorced the Brazilian good-looking guy, whatever, Mr. Foreigner, and she's a lesbian. And hundreds of thousands. One woman who's a hypocrite <laughs> wrote slop. Just wrote out her slop. And hundreds of thousands, it's got to be a hundred thousand. Let's just say, oh, Cappy's general 
economic brain can ballpark it. Let's just say I can ballpark it. I'm going to say 80 to 90,000. Okay? I'm just going to say that much. Convinced 80 to 90,000 human lives, not male, female, human lives to waste their time to go to fucking Bali that you're all looking up in the sky thinking that's going to happen to you because you watched a fuck. Look, I watched Robotech. I watched Robotech. 1980s cartoon. I didn't actually think I'd pilot a fighter plane that could turn into a robot and fight off the alien Zentradi invasion horde. I liked to when I was like nine. It taught me some morals and a bit of altruism and selflessness. But not once did I think that there was going to be a fighter plane that would convert into a robot and that I could go fly it and that the Zentradi alien horde would come and fight the humans on Earth. You girls apparently do believe in such bullshit. And all this stems from Mr. Piggott's... It's a short piece. I've extrapolated a lot from it. I just... I'm just amazed... You demand and bang your goddamn fists on the table for equality. And then you bitch and whine like equal. Half are going to be below you. Half are going to be above. Then you bitch and whine when you all go get degrees and you want to have higher incomes. Okay, good. You put forth the effort. I, there are so many women who put forth the effort. They work hard. And now they make $100,000. Good for them. I, I applaud you and good for you. But then you have to have a guy that makes more money than you. What is wrong with you? Look, if you wanted to just be a stay-at-home wife, why didn't you say so? Oh, that's right, because you can't display true independent thought in spine, which would be the defining trait of a real man. If you want to be a real man, you tell the feminist to fuck off. You say, no, what I want is to be a stay-at-home mom. I'm not saying that's what you want. You women may choose whatever path you want in life, but I'm finding out that 85% of you, especially those of you that complain the most about feminism and da, 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 not complain, but ardently support feminism, you just want to be a stay-at-home mom. You just want to have your damn kids. You want a guy to take care of you. Well, that's too late for most of you now. <laughs> Life is a bitch, ain't it? Oh, you girls swallowed all that leftist shithole. It's too late for you. Too late for you. I read an article on XO Jane about a 68-year-old woman that met a 43-year-old man in Tunisia. You go right ahead, sweetheart. You go right ahead. All right, after that long deliberation, let's continue on with the uh, article. Even when women can't get their act together to nail down a bloke, it's still our fault for their hopelessness. The article was written by a man, too. Wait, no way. Really? The Australian. Yeah, I'm not going to link to it. Not going to click on it. Uh, of course, women have succeeded in driving any men with half a brain out of university, so they're on a hiding to nothing. So they're on a hiding to nothing as regards to the degree part of the marriage prerequisite. Oh, yeah. Well, they, I don't understand what... I think it's that women want to avoid work in the real world, and so they use education as a substitute. 
uh, in general. Don't, don't, I know for you engineer girls, I'm not talking about you. I know you're accounting girls, you girls. Heck, you girls that just work as waitresses. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about these academics like Miss fucking Six Figures working at the nonprofit job. And, but there's, there, there's a substitute for education versus work and value. I have a degree. Well, fuck you. Your degree is worthless. But it seems that the writer of this draws has at least stuck his nose into our neck of the woods. For women, marriage often involves hypergamy, the process of marrying up. You think? You think there, pal? But it seems many women have failed to adjust their expectations as their personal fortunes have risen. Wow, the uh, journalist thing. Adam Pinkett continues to write. Hypergamy is in parentheses so as to underlying as to underling its inherent false value. The very idea that women might seek to marry up is appalling, although this comes right after the article is explicitly stated that women want a guy with 60 66% more cash than they earn. <laughs> Quote, Harry Benson, research director at the Marriage Foundation, a pressure group. What's a pressure group? You want people to marry more? I don't Maybe tell women to hit the fucking treadmill, lose some weight. How's that? Not to tattoo and skank themselves up. Says, the marriage market may be further skewed against high-flying women because potential male partners are still predisposed to marrying down. Susan Absey, a psychoanalytic psychotherapist. Oh my God, please, Adam, tell me you looked this girl up. Please tell me you look. I've never been intimidated. Never. Never than a woman who ever made more money than me. Truth be told, of the vast majority of women that I dated, of which numbers in the hundreds, the vast majority of women made more money than me. Again, this goes back to the lies. Women want to be told a lie. Men are just intimidated by a strong, powerful, successful woman. No, we're actually very enthralled. Us real men. I've only known two men. In my entire life, one was a client, the other was a neighbor, and he wasn't even intimidated by her by her income earning potential. He was intimidated by her height. That is two out of literally thousands of men I've met, and there's not one guy who wakes up in a panicked sweat at night having nightmares about a woman that makes more than me. We would love it if you women made more than us. We'd love it if you'd be our sugar mama. I'm sure there are some very insecure, inferior men out there who are intimidated by a woman that makes more than them. They are a myth. They are a figment of your imagination. They are not the industry standard. It is a lie you girls tell yourselves. So I don't know. You feel good? I have no idea. I don't know. When guys turn you down, you can't find a man intimidated by my It's like, no, um, if anything, it's your attitude that's really off-putting about how much I, men don't care. And that's the article. Let us revisit the title. Again, men are attracted to youth and beauty, not careers and power. Uh, by token of which, we are also not intimidated by. <clears throat> Hang on, trying to refine. Oh, here we go. I'm going to look up Susanna Abessi if he doesn't do it himself. 
the marriage market may be further skewed against high-flying women because potential male partners are pre- still predisposed to marrying down. I would like proof, Miss Suzanne Absey, a psychoanalytic psychotherapist, says both sexes played have played a part in creating the problem. You have got high-status income men who can choose from a market of well-educated women, and then you have a lot of ordinary men whom women don't want because they don't meet their expectations, she says. Well, you're, you're honest there. Adam Pickett continues, the cognitive dissonance in this quote is incredible. Ladies, if you're listening, let your humble manosphere commentator enlighten you onto your little dilemma. You see, the reason you can't find a high-flight status guy is not because we're predisposed to marrying down. You wouldn't have expectations of us men. As the article states, you want the moolah and the credentialism. Your mistake is assuming that we are attracted to the same things that are on your bucket list. Au contraire, we are attracted to youth and beauty. You could end the article right there. Women won't listen to it. Again, further promoting me, prompting me to go into the world of lies and propaganda. But we could end it there. We are attracted to youth and beauty. We want big tits, tight asses, long hair, sexy lingerie, and a compliant demeanor. Not submissive. Not submissive. I know you girls are going to run when you just wanted to be a fucking thing. I got it, that, it, that. It's like, no, no, that's not what we said. And there is this huge gray area that you girls can operate in and, and meet those requests. I'm not going to say standards. Meet those requests. That's what we request. If you're capable of love, you will understand altruism and selflessness. Um, but you girls can pull off this this support role where you help the guy out. You're a net positive. And you can argue and bitch and whine about it, but genetically we're programmed where 80% of that support comes from youth and beauty. And the key 20%, not optional, key 20% is you're also supportive mentally. There's no griping, no moaning, no complaining, no agitation, no obstructionism, no, you just help us out. Hell, most guys would be happy if you just were neutral and left us alone. <laughs> but I've seen it. I've seen it. And you wonder why guys run away and cheat on you. Those are the two items that are on the top of our bucket list, and we will get as much youth and beauty as our dosh and fancy pants degrees will allow us. Your problem is that you have squandered your own youth and beauty on the futile pursuit of those attributes that you desire in men, namely careers and power. Oh, the irony. Good point, Adam. Good point. It is somewhat baffling behavior on many levels. For example, in order to come up with a similar tactic in the male camp, i.e. men who chase youth and beauty attributes for themselves, then you'd have to turn to the homosexual community. He's, he nailed it right there. Yeah. That's why gays are really happy because it's guys who are horny and they all want to look good for each other. So it's kind of like, yeah, wish I was gay. Totally wish I was gay. Not, but wish I was gay. It'd be a lot easier. They're obsessed with being young and beautiful. So now you have careers and earning potential and yet you're looking for a mate who has the same. 
It doesn't make much sense when you think about it. Not only are men searching for youth and beauty, but in general, we are repulsed by women with careers of power. I wouldn't say that. <clears throat> Adam might. This is where Adam might uh, diverge and disagree. I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm just saying we disagree. I uh, I kind of actually like gals that carry themselves. It's because I carried myself. And um, not only is that such a rare trait amongst men, it's an even rarer trait amongst women. Uh, so I meet a gal that actually... I like the fact that a girl doesn't need me. And I know you guys out there, you're traditionalists. Okay, that's fine, that's fine. I want to date a gal who doesn't need me. You know why? Because then I know she chooses to be with me. Because if she doesn't need me financially, <clears throat> it's not that I have a, a lack of faith or trust in myself or insecurity. It's just that... I like it that, yeah, at any point in time, she could walk away. She doesn't need me. Doesn't need me at all. The fact she's here means she chooses to. I like free will. I like that. It It's it's honest. It's uh, And then there's also the part that, like, hey, you women want the right to vote? Well, go fuck yourselves. You're going to go work and you're going to go pay some fucking taxes, too. There's that as well. <laughs> A lot of people, I'll say it again, a lot of people were appalled I charged my girlfriend rent. I'm like, um, why? Well, don't you love her? Yeah, I do. I do. I love her very much. Well, why would you charge her rent? Because that's what adults do. Because that's independence. I don't, I don't, Aaron is not a charity. Cappy Cap is not a charity. Asshole Consulting is not a charity. And if women want to be independent and they want to pay taxes and they want the right to vote, well, then by God, they're going to be independent. They're going to support themselves and they're going to have the, and they're going to pay rent. <clears throat> and guess what? She paid rent. There are always problems with everybody. But by God, I'll pit my girlfriend up against anybody else. She is independent. She is smart. She supports herself. She doesn't need me. She can walk away anytime. Ugh. And yet she she's still here. She still hangs out. <laughs> still goes with me on motorcycle rides. So me personally, I am not repulsed by a woman that has a... Shoot! Until two years ago, she made more money than me. Although that, again, could be said of any woman. I dated lots of gals that made way more money than me. It never bothered me. So I am not repulsed by women with more... No, that may just be me. may just be me. But I, I think it applies for most men. Most men are not repulsed by women with careers and power. On its own. If it gets to their head, like uh, Sandra Sedberg or Miss fucking Lean In, or... Uh, Theranos. I mean, if it becomes part of the personality, then that is repulsive. But if a woman makes a ton of money, has a, whole, a ton of like if I, uh, okay, give you another example. I'll give you another example. You guys all hate me anyway. You're gonna, gonna like this. I still think Michelle Obama's hot. I know you guys all go run it with the dick jokes. Run it with the the masculine. Go ahead, run it right now. Uh, I would not be even slightly intimidated in the slightest by uh, Michelle Obama. Would bang. Would bang. 
I would be her little uh, sugar boy or sugar mama or whatever the arrangement is that that's called. Does not intimidate me in the slightest that she has that much power and blah, blah, blah. Uh, so I think it really is the attitude. The fact the woman has a career and money and power, that unto itself does not deter most men. Most men are just like, it's focusing on youth and beauty. Wood bang. That's it. That's all the guys care about. But if it gets to, the, I think what Adam is miscongruing is the typical attitude that comes with women that have careers in power. And he's 100% right there. Because the gals that I have met that, oh God almighty, a lot in banking, a lot in banking. <clears throat> well, I close this deal and I, my portfolio is this. It's like, I don't care. I really don't care. <laughs> I'm not intimidated. I just don't care. All I want to do is stick my penis with inside your vagina multiple times in a rapid fashion and then get off on you. And then I can check you off my list because I don't want to marry you. I just want to fuck you. Sorry, that may have been a bit too reality. But I will lie in future pieces of work in the future. All right. There are very few women who can successfully pull off Pull that off and still retain their femininity. Okay, Adam addresses my concern there. So there are very few women who can sex successfully pull that off and still retain their femininity, i.e. they leave their work at home, their feline charm, their grace, and their female mystery. All right, never mind. Adam and I are exactly on the same page. And before you all start jumping to conclusions, you're not one of those very rare women. Look at Ann Coulter, top of her game, a conservative woman, a woman, Wildly successful and yet single, stone-cold, motherless single without a vague hope of ending the single pain. She was beautiful once and young. Australia has been going long, going wild about Lauren Southern. Well, she better get hitched and knocked up while she still has the two traits that we're after. Or it's going to be guaranteed future of posting cats, cat, pic, cat pics on Instagram. And it continues on. Very good piece by Adam Pickett. <clears throat> Don't really have much to add to it. Already said my piece. Go through some more sponsors here. You guys get know my books. You can go to uh, Amazon.com. Search Aaron Clary. We have the books. Reconnaissance Man. Probably my most undervalued book. I mean, people are buying it, but not in the numbers that would help the most. If you don't know where you're going in life, get that book. That's all I'm going to say about that book. That's it. Black man's got out of poverty. This is a bit more specific. I'll be a little bit more specific with this. If you are a black and you happen to be a male and you are in poverty and, here's the key thing, you want to get out, then may I recommend to you, my fine fellow black gentleman, The Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty. It is an evil white economist male who just looks at himself in a mirror and says, God damn it, am I fashy white? Uh, no, it's a serious book. I was in poverty, but I wasn't black, so I enlisted the help of some black friends of mine. Uh, they consulted me, and we put together this game plan on how to get out of poverty if you happen to be a black male. And, and key thing, you want to get out of poverty. So get the Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty. That will help you out. I'm not joking. I am not joking. That'll help you out more than any government program ever did. Then we have Bachelor Pad Economics. That's for any uh, 
guy and gal. Women can read it too, but women, again, want to be lied to. That's why I'm going to write a book of lies and destroy hundreds of thousands, hopefully millions of women's lives, telling them they should move to Bali and look up in the sky and find a Brazilian large dick male that doesn't exist. But at least they'll spend tens of thousands of dollars. You got to hand it to those guys over in North Africa. You got to hand it to those guys in North Africa uh, where they get the dumb British women and the French women who are middle-aged. They think that they're their lovers. They think that they actually love them, and then they fork over tens of thousands of pounds or French francs. I guess euros now. It's euros now. God bless you guys. Keep going, man. Take those women for everything you can. We're cheering for you over here in the States. Anyway, so you women could read Bachelor Pad Economics, or you could just piss away hundreds of thousands of pounds or euros on Esteban. He loves me. He is a Morocco. I pronounce it like that even though it is not a Spanish country. I pronounce Morocco because I like to roll my arse because I am a middle-aged, dried-up pussy, gray-haired pussy, pubic-haired woman who wants to say Morocco. And I dance the salsa. And I love Esteban and Esteban loves me. He told me he will marry me and will live on... Oh, but he needs some money so that he can buy his castle. And I believe it because I am a strong, independent woman who lives in London and works over in the financial district, even though I speak with a foreign accent, because I love Esteban, who lives in Morocco. <gasps> cuts, 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 cuts. Take them for all the money, guys. Take them for all the money. All right, what else we got? Uh, worthless. Isn't it amazing how I slam on the people I'm trying to help out the most? Hey, are you a young, stupid, dumbass kid and you're raised by a single mom? Or maybe you guys still have your parents married, but your dad's not around. Well, why don't you get the book Worthless? So before you go off to college and blow $80,000 on learning how to hate whites and males and capitalists and productive people and why you're entitled to free shit forever, even though that doesn't make any logical, let alone economic sense, why don't you get the book Worthless? And figure out what you're going to major in first before you piss away so much time and money on a degree. You have enjoyed the decline? That would be more for my liberal listeners, all three of you. Because Trump is in office and he is driving you guys up the fucking wall. Get that book, Enjoy the Decline. And it, uh, actually I'm not joking, even in the slightest. Uh, The book is more of an issue of zen and letting go and the... um, the alcoholic's prayer, grant me the wisdom to accept what I do and to not control kind of thing. <clears throat> that would be of benefit to uh, many liberals out there. Still, despite the disagreements from the younger uh, groups, the Fornies and the Beckloffs and the Arenis out there, uh, they think there's a future and hope in the United States or Western civilization. I say there isn't, so if you happen to be on the conservative side of politics... I recommend you get the book, Enjoy the Decline. It will teach you how to enjoy your life and not let the leftists piss you off with their insanity. And that's what it is. Curse of the High IQ. That's for everybody. Everybody. Are you a leftist? Doesn't matter. If you're listening into this podcast, you should get that book. Are you a Hispanic? Uh, well, no, I'm giving you guff. You guys should tune in to get that book. Are you black? Are you white? Are you Asian? Are you... 
I don't know, whatever else is left. I don't know. If, if you happen to listen to this podcast, that's the only requirement for you to get that book, Curse of the High IQ. If you're listening here, you're very intelligent. I'm not saying that to kiss your ass. Um, but you should get that book. You should get that book. And uh, it will explain a lot of things that happened to you in high school, explain a lot of things that happened to you in college, it'll explain a lot of things that happened to you in life. Uh there is a problem with having a high IQ, and you may not even know that you have a high IQ. You may say, well, life just sucks. Well, does it suck? Maybe it does, and it probably does. If it sucks, you're saying, yeah, it does suck, but if you uh, found out why it sucked, that might allow you to diagnose the problem and at least understand it and provide you a little bit of stability and sanity. So please get the book Curse of the High IQ and read it. Poor Richard's Retirement. That's another book for all of you yahoos. Do you have enough saved up for retirement? No, that means every American ever. That's 319 million Americans. I'll leave the 1 million Americans of the 320 left because they actually might have enough to save up for retirement. But if you don't have enough saved up for retirement, get Poor Richard's Retirement. I go through the math, but more importantly, the psychology of not only mathematically how to save up for retirement, but psychologically why you don't need to spend so much money. And it might actually lead to a epiphanal philosophical observation about life and what's really truly most important. You might actually learn something about life. You might actually say, holy shit, I know there was this retirement aspect of the book, but then there was this life philosophy aspect of the book. And now <clears throat> my wife is not divorcing me and my kids love me as well. And we talked about Run Guts, Pull Cones. There's Asshole Consulting. I'm not going to do the League of Extraordinary Podcasters. Do you guys want to buy gold? Go to MN Gold Buyer, Minnesota, mngoldbuyer.com. Or call my buddy Mike at 763-657-7843. And that's that. All right, what else we got? Uh, do I want to talk about Facebook? Oh, do I want to talk about Facebook? No, I don't. No, I don't. I've been off of Facebook. I got banned from Facebook for a month. I said that uh, if women want to vote rapists to move into the United States or Western, so I can't remember what it was. I said, well, maybe they deserve to get raped. And they got me banned. Um, which is fine. Because I don't really... I've gone a month now without Facebook. And usually I use it as a platform to uh, promote my posts and writing and other content that I create. And uh, nothing's really happened to book sales or readership. Um, Facebook quite literally is a messaging platform. I know a lot of people are like, oh, I need Facebook. I mean, that's your that's your life. Okay, but for us more intelligent people, it really is just a... A message app. If I had uh, everybody's phone numbers, I got a lot of friends who I don't have their phone numbers, but I got their Facebook. And for those of you who have sent me uh, Facebook messages, it's been a while. Uh, I have like 18 messages. I can log in. I can see what's happening. I just can't respond. Um, yeah, I've been banned from Facebook. And they're having financial troubles. They did. What is Facebook's? Let's take a look at Facebook's uh, stock price. Well, darn it. Get that. Hang on. 
let's look at five year. Now it's still down. Let's look at the year. It broke even for the year. You guys keep buying this stupid worthless piece of shit. What do they make for uh, income? Financials. I think I know they're profitable. Quite profitable, if I remember correctly. Net income, fifteen billion. Holy shit! Look at them guys go. That's brilliant. Good for them. Not against people making money. I mean, politically or not, I just one point five. Have been consistently profitable. Oh. I just don't need them. That's the thing. What's their P.E. ratio? Beta. Wow, it's got a low beta, too. Here's uh, P.E. 29, 30. That's it? For a company that isn't growing, that's a little pricey. What's its peg ratio? Do they got a peg ratio? They don't have a peg ratio. It's the old captain looking up. All right, that's it. Um... If you guys would kindly, check out OlderBrother.com. Also, if you would kindly, and you want to help out the old captain, uh, do all your Amazon shopping through my Amazon affiliate program. You go to CaptainCapitalism.blogspot.com. You look for the Amazon banner. It's off to the right, little shopping cart. Click on that. You can bookmark it or whatever. Uh, just get into the habit. That's the key thing. The habit of doing all your Amazon purchases online and also get into the habit of saying, do I really need to go to Walmart for this? Because I'm finding out when I go to the hardware store, they don't have what I need. I'm like, oh, wow, look, Amazon has it. It's the future of shopping. And if I could get 6 to 7% of all your future purchases without any additional cost to you, that would be amazing. So, all right, we'll see you kids later. Toodles.